1065 The Wolf, Kansas City's best country. It's Cody and Zeke, and we are having a great Red Friday around here because as the Chiefs take on the Chargers, we've got Danan on with us today. Hey, Danan. What's going on? What's going on with you, buddy? How you doing? Good to be back on with y'all. I'm ready to go. We got another AFC West foe, rival, whatever you want to call them, coming up this weekend. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm raring to go. So, uh, looking at, uh, you know, the, the Chargers record and looking at Herbert in the past, I think he's due for a good game because they've been having some struggles. Uh, I think, actually, he's had some good games already, uh, except he's had just – and here's what it comes down to uh, in a nutshell. There are teams, you guys have heard me say, there are teams that have figured out ways to win and there are teams that figure out ways and it seems like the Chargers are those teams. If you look at some of the stats, uh, Justin Herbert is the best in the NFL against the Blitz. Uh, they are the best team in the NFL or tied for first in giveaways. They've only given the ball away three times. Normally, you would think that that would equate to a record like we have, um, but that's not the case. And it's because whether it's rolling the dice on fourth down like they do too often or just figuring out ways at the end of games to lose games uh, has put them in this predicament. So it's not on Herbert's shoulders. Do I think he's an elite quarterback? I don't think he's there yet, but I think he's a very, very good quarterback, probably a top 12 quarterback in the NFL and a quarterback of a desperate team that would like nothing better to beat us on our home field. So so when you say though that they've they found ways to lose like whether it's going fourth down or or at the end of the game isn't that coaching isn't kind of some of that coaching Danan? Oh, absolutely it is. Um, I think there's a fine line between uh, rolling the dice and just being way too risky. You think about that last game, they were in the red zone, they went for it on fourth down, they didn't get it. And they wind up losing by three points. All right. Speaking uh, of, about- um, well, coaching. Sorry, I didn't realize you're still going. Yeah. Coaching, because I want to talk about Frank Clark coming back. Zeke had mentioned this earlier that he's going to be good for the guys in the locker room, kind of deal, right? Getting yeah. them, getting yeah. them kind of prepared. A veteran and- in the locker room to kind of maybe yeah. take the the new guy that we got in the draft under his wing, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that yet. I'm. I think the jury's still out on that. Uh, obviously, the big questions. Uh, are McCole Hardman back and possibly Frank Clark. And and here's why my concern, here's where my concern lies. Um, it takes a unique veteran to be relegated to the bench. And with the success, let's remember, Frank Clark is top five in NFL history in postseason sacks. He's He's been a part of Super Bowl runs, won multiple Super Bowls with us. Um, now to bring him back and say, hey, you know what these new bright, shiny coins we got in George Karloftis and Felix, we want you to just be the mentor. You may be active. You may not be active. We may put you on practice squad, and we want you to do that. That's a tough pill to swallow. Mm, I and bet, and yeah. I, I, I just don't know. Like, I'm not saying it's not a, a good deal. I'm not saying it won't be beneficial. I just don't know if it's going to be the right move for Frank. I don't know if he'd be able to be relegated to that. That's that's a little bit of a bruise to the ego 
Mm, um, okay. You know, that I just don't know if you, you know, you got to be wired uniquely in order to be able to accept that. So, speaking of pe- people coming back, how effective do you think McCole Hardman can be right out of the shoot? Well, I got a chance to speak with Dave Tobe, and he was excited. Uh, not sure if you guys are aware, Montreal, Washington, who was the punt returner for the last couple of weeks, they released him. I can't believe that. Yeah, now I, I do feel like once he passes through waivers, they're going to try to bring him back on practice squad. And part of the reason why they were comfortable doing that is because McCall Hardman, uh, as they said, immediately is the fastest player on this team. And if you think about from the wide receiver standpoint, some of the you know, the drawbacks that we've had this season so far in consistency, part of it is because we haven't had that fast guy to get downfield. So to answer your question, he's going to be an impact player on special teams, punt returning, and I think he's going to have a role on this offense. And it's great that he already knows the offense. And that's one of the things you very rarely see uh, receivers acquired in midseason with Andy Reid because it takes so long to get used to the offense and get used to Patrick Mahomes that it doesn't really work. So I think it's a benefit that McCall has been here before. So okay. I, I do think he'll have an impact. Okay. All right, very good. Well, we kind of sketched by the uh, the Broncos, and I know that we and I know we don't like to look ahead, but if we are looking ahead for when the Chiefs are taking on the Broncos, okay, and that's going to be mm-hmm. at Denver. Mm-hmm. Yep. How are we look? Are you getting a little nervous about that game? The only part of the being nervous about that game is seventeen straight wins against a team. Like, at some point, law of averages, mathematics, not that there's supposed to be math this early in the morning, but math, <laughs> like, has to come into play, right? I mean, like, the, like you have to realize in the NFL with all the parity, with everybody being paid, you have to feel like at some point, like, a team is going to win. Like, the Jets beat the New England Patriots at, at some point when Tom Brady was there. And, and, you know, the Bills beat them at some point. Like... There has to be a time where uh, even Ryan Fitzpatrick was quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, and they beat Tom Brady. You know, like at some point they're gonna they're gonna win. You just hope that it's not this year. Uh, but like the the desperation is gonna be there for the Broncos. So it's gonna be interesting being able to play a team twice in three weeks, That's, three and yes. a half weeks. Exactly. I mean, anything can happen. You could, you know, Patrick Mahomes can can hit somebody right in the in the bread basket. It could it could pop off of a shoulder pad into somebody else's hands and, and a pick six. You never know. You just Ooh, never know. Don't put that out there. No, no, no. I mean, well, we already had that happen. Yeah. I mean, so I, I I'm not superstitious to stuff that's already happened. Zeke, so we're good. Like, Here we go. That already happened in, in the go. Detroit game. Buddy, are you, so we got are you that kid, out of our system. Are, are you kidding me? You eat the same thing every time before a game. I know that. You are superstitious. Uh, I was. I was. I, I, you caught me there. I was. Yes. The Wendy's, the Wendy's number four was my pregame meal. You're was funny. it really? You are funny. <laughs> <laughs> Dana, that's awesome. That is awesome. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is we have a little concern about Chargers here at Chiefs coming up on Sunday. Just a little. We need to really control this game, right? Yeah, it's going to be a tougher game than I think people uh, may think. Uh, we are a better football team, but they are a very solid football team, and they don't want to leave 
GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium with four losses and giving us another win. Uh, go, you know, another part of that spread of a win to separate ourselves in the AFC West. So That's what I was going to ask like, you. Yeah. As a uh, former Chiefs player, Danon Hughes, got to ask mm-hmm. you, when we're playing at Arrowhead, does that really help you guys? Do you think, well, yeah, but we're playing at home and you're going to get the, you know, feed from the crowd and all of that. Does that actually do something? 1,000% it does. No uh, And if there are fans that don't believe it, ask any player. You know, I know there are times where the guys say politically correct answers, but I can tell you they would be lying if they said anything different about the fans and the atmosphere at Arrowhead Stadium. I've always attributed to, like, we walked out of the locker room and we already felt like we were up 7 nothing. Like before kickoff. That's cool. That's that's uh, like very we knew cool. That, yeah, we knew that the fans were going to be engaged. We knew that they were going to affect the game. You know, back when I played, we had, you know, Derek Thomas, Neil Smith, you know, defensive greats. And when they were on the field, you kind of felt like they were getting energized by the fans. And, like, there's nothing like coming out of that tunnel. There's nothing like scoring a touchdown in Arrowhead Stadium. I don't care about Seattle or any other stadiums like there's nothing like it at all so yeah the fans like the 12th man is real at Arrowhead Stadium so we're going to need them to be strong and and they got they're going to have extra time because the game is 325 so yep. you got extra time to get the gasoline in your engine if you know what i mean <laughs> i know exactly uh, what you mean <laughs> all right yes. so like you mentioned 325 kickoff with the Chiefs radio network taking over 1065 the wolf at noon, so be tuning in for that as the Chiefs take on the Chargers. Danon's going to be uh, hanging out Sunday starting at noon with Mitch and Josh and all the gang from uh, Chiefs Radio Network. So thank you for taking time with us today, Danon. No problem. Love Red Friday. 